This is Hope FM. Now, my very special guest today is Rachel Young, and I've enjoyed talking to Rachel. She actually, we, we first, we, we've known each other actually from way back YMCA uh, days, uh, but we renewed our acquaintances uh, a week ago, uh, leading to you uh, hearing Rachel, something of Rachel's story uh, today. She is very passionate about reaching young people and adults who would maybe go along to the local a local club scene uh, and Richard a lot of your experiences there but before we talk about all of that of course you're passionate about about young people and young adults but you're also passionate about your faith how did that faith journey begin for you how did how did you become a Christian yourself um, I actually became a Christian when I was seven seven yeah so you started young yeah <laughs> um, so yeah I was brought up in a Christian family and I just remember going to my dad when I was seven at the dinner table asking him how I'd become a Christian. So that's how I, yeah, I just prayed and asked God to come into my life. Mm-hmm. So you, did you, as a, as a child, did you have that sort of consciousness that there's somebody there? Yeah, God gave me a lot of peace because there was a lot of trouble and turbulent times. And yeah, my dad really supported me and encouraged me in praying and finding peace in God from a young age. Well, as you as you then got into teenage years and so on, uh, were you into the club scene then? Um, yeah, I, I've always loved to dance. So I remember being at school discos and having to wait like three months until I could go dancing again. Um, so yeah, when I was like 18, I did start to go out clubbing and yeah I just love to dance and did how, how did that impact your faith then did your faith grow with that you know or did you hit any bumps in the road um well to be honest as soon as I left school um I went and did a gap year with Youth for Christ um so I met God in quite a radical way at New Wine when I was 18 and I moved straight to London um so yeah, I kind of always, for me, it was all about the dancing. Like, mm-hmm. I did drink sometimes, but, yeah, I just love to go out and have fun and dance. So turning the clock back again, you just quickly passed over New Wine there. So you've been, obviously you, you have your first introduction to, to God at seven. Thank, thank you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> and then you went along to New Wine before you went to Youth for Christ. So what was, what was it that happened at New Wine? Yeah, well, before New Wine, which wasn't related to going out dancing and clubbing, um, I was in a couple of relationships with non-Christian guys, which wasn't a good thing. Um, and I was invited to a week-long house party. And <laughs> my dad was like, you're not going. And I was like, yes, I am. Um, so but there we- was a bit of rebellion there, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I, so I thought there might be. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we had this little disagreement. Um, and then my dad compromised and said that I can go to New Wine for the first half of the week. And then he'll get me a lift to go back for the house party for the second half of the week. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, when I was at New Wine, I really felt like God wanted me to do Youth for Christ. Um, and at the time the person who spoke to me about it was like are you seriously considering it and I was like no because I'm going to go to Australia next year I've always knew what I wanted to do since I was 12 Um, but then at the end of the week um, yeah someone said at the front whoever feels called by God to go and do something put your hand up so I did Um, I got prayed for and I had like a very clear vision from God about 
how my plans were like quite insignificant compared to the plans that God had for my life and that by following God and his plans for my life I'll be fulfilled in his love and I had this picture of his amazing glory and I knew that God was calling me to do Youth for Christ. Now for those who don't know what Youth for Christ is, uh, I do and Ian does, but, but fill us in, what is, just tell us what Youth for Christ does. So it is a national, I think, or is it international? It's international. International, okay. Um, But obviously I was just in the UK. Um, So we went and did three weeks evangelistic training in Worcester. Um, And then people were sent out in their twos across the country. So I was sent to London. Um, And there's little bases all across the UK. And um, so, yeah, I just became a youth and community worker in London for... A gap year. Was it tough working in in London? It was a massive change, yeah, because I was brought up in Corfmullen. Um, and then the first three weeks of living in London, I saw a massive gang with like a machine gun come out of a tower block. And I was like, what do I do? Um, so it was, it was just a massive change, yeah. Now, of course, then you were to go to Bible College. You went to Wrigley Hall. Yeah. Um, and uh, why did you go there? Did you, is that because you realised you needed preparation for what was coming down the road? No, because what that came later. Um, the Youth for Christ was actually linked onto the degree, and I actually went to do a social work degree initially, um, but didn't get accepted, and I cried for like a whole day. Um, <laughs> but my friends were like, "Oh, it's probably because God's got something else for you." Um, and yeah, I really do believe that because I've got a very like heart to share like the good news of God with people and bring people to Christ. So. Like you're doing right now on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, so yeah, I just feel like it was led by God. Like it wasn't initially my idea, but I felt like God. That's what God wanted me to do. So when you qualified, how did the story bring rise? Um. So it was more, it wasn't so much when I qualified. I went to Ibiza when I was 19, just for a holiday with my friends, just because I loved dancing. As a lot of people do, of course. So (laughs) did you go particularly because you heard about the club scene there in Ibiza? Yeah, I had some friends in London um, and they were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I love the beach, love the sun, love dancing, let's go. (laughs) What's there not to like about it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, you had a bit of an experience there, though, didn't you? Yeah, so obviously... As a Christian going into Ibiza, I I just felt so challenged that there were thousands and thousands of people who are young, like 18 to 30s, who don't know God. And, and it's like, I just feel like the Christians don't really interact with people in that culture. And there's such a massive gap between... Well, it can be a bit worse than that, can't it? Because I guess that there are some folk who would see that whole nightclub thing as being off the devil, you know, as being... You know, but of course, it's just something that young people do, isn't it? Like you had the passion for dance. Yeah. But, but, but there's been this sort of big gap, hasn't there, uh, in terms of understanding? So something that maybe, uh, you know, people of my generation would think, oh, you know, I wouldn't go there because you're going to be in the voice of your dad, Richard, you're not going there, you know. <laughs> what, what, what was his reaction, you know, to you getting into the club scene, as it were? Was he was he happy that you? I don't was remember if I told him I was going to be fun. Oh, you're not a girl. <laughs> but, um, but I did, that did actually lead on to me, like, doing a, a mission trip with 24-7 prayer um, in Ibiza 
and yeah dad encouraged me in that because I had to raise money sure. to be able to go but um, the fact of the matter was that you, yes you love to dance and you love the scene but more important you love the people uh, you know yeah. you love the people that you meet and and of course there was an incident wasn't there with people mocking God yeah do you want to share okay um, yeah so after my trip in Ibiza I went to an Ibiza reunion and there were a group of guys dressed up as nuns holding the bible up in the air mocking it and I felt like very like that's not right so um, I challenged them and I said you don't do that you don't disrespect the bible um, and they said I was a joker obviously because I was you know 19, 20 but I was very passionate and um, I was like, I'm not, I'm serious. Like, And then the next day I was still like really angry. I was like, why am I angry? Like, I'm not normally like that. I was like, God, why am I still angry? And I heard God say, Mission in Ibiza. So that's when I researched it um, and 24 seven prayer came up. So I went and did the mission trip in Ibiza. So you, you had these feelings that somebody needs to do something about reaching people with the message, the good news of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, to, that practically led to prayer. Well, prayer, of course, is a good place to start, isn't it? Definitely, 100%. But having prayed, then what happened? How do you mean? Well, you were doing the 24-7 prayer. What did that lead to? What was the next step? Okay. Um, so with my degree, which was Youth and Community Work and Applied Theology, mm-hmm. um, I then wrote my dissertation on how effective an evangelistic model called Sowing, Reaping, Keeping was for 18 to 25 or 18 to 30 year olds within the night scene. Now, just explain a wee bit more about that, Rachel. Uh, so this, this is something that you've written in your dissertation. Yeah. It's a strategy for reaching young people. What are, what are the the key things about that way so if you're talking to somebody like like myself a completely different generation then what do you think is is really really important if if we are to reach young people today i think it's understanding the people um so just some key findings yeah like in, in millennials which is before generation z um so that's people who are age 25 26 up um there's only six percent of that population that attend church and generation z which is up to the age of 25 is only four percent within that generation that attend church now um, so that's statistics. Um, so key findings from my dissertation is two different things. One um, is that people in the younger generation love like the creative arts. Obviously, as a social media, so as watching videos. Um, a lot of people in this generation now don't read much, um, but it's a lot of music, creative arts. Um, I guess dance will come into that. Um, social experience. Um, so a lot based around experience and community. So community of being loved and accepted for who you are. Obviously, you know, there's there can be pray for opportunities to share about God and how to do that effectively as well. Um, but yeah, I think community and creative arts are really essential ways to be able to share and maybe plant a new expression of church or reaching people within that scene well actually a good way of demonstrating that musically is jesus culture your first piece of music and of course jesus culture uh, you know is very much is a banning uh, uh from the bethel community started jesus uh culture and uh, and here you have a, a, a church which is which is targeted on youth culture I, I don't suppose you've ever been to the states have you to uh, visit I, one of these churches i've not been? visited the church i've been to the states but but, no. but why this song 
Um, I can't remember now. It's, it's move. <laughs> Ask me afterwards. I might be able to. Okay. Answer better. Well, let's have a listen to it first of all. This is Hope FM. Worship turn into revival. Lord, lead us back to you. Well, that's uh, Jesus' culture there, and uh, and move. Those of you who may be not familiar with Jesus culture, well, it's it's a whole movement actually, and it's very much a youth and young adult movement growing very very rapidly in the united states similar of course to what we see over here we've got we've got um we've got hillsong of course and and there are other churches that are very much you know i suppose they're committed to music and to the arts and to the sorts of things that rachel my guest was talking about Uh, so rachel i mean you 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 mentioned there about just six percent going to church but i suppose the truth of that is that there there are some churches even here in the united kingdom that would probably be packed of young people and indeed of young adults and hillsong is certainly uh one of them it'd be very hard to get a place if you if you went along uh, there but but i guess it's it's all to do with the approach isn't it uh, and and that's something of course that you you've been looking at um, but tell us something about the arts because I know you're passionate because obviously the, the the evil one takes the good things doesn't he and he, he makes them bad you, you were sharing a little reading there would you like to share it on the air oh it was just part of the lyrics of the song we were listening to yeah let's have a listen so it says when you move darkness runs for cover when you move no one's turned away because where you are, fear turns into praises, and where you are, no hearts left unchanged. So, yeah, you asked me before why I chose that song, um, and we were talking about prayer and how prayer led me basically into my heart being, you know, active for helping people and reaching the lost in the night scene. Um, so, yeah, like prayer. Prayer is absolutely essential, um, and we don't have to be afraid. Like it's good to use wisdom, um, but we don't have to be afraid because God is with us, and God is God is strong and strong in us. Um, so we can be confident to to go out and to share the good news of Christ. Like it says in, I think. John, one John, um, that Jesus didn't want to keep the disciples out of the world, but he prayed that they would be protected in the world. So it's really, I just feel like it's really important for us. One of the exciting things that you you share with me is uh, about the way God guides you and leads you to people. And so you pray and then things happen. You meet people, even on the, the, the door of the club that you often, you know, you find yourself on, people coming into the club and you pray. And then that, of course, leads to to uh, to relationships with, with, with people. Can you share something about your experience with the praying and how it leads on to, yeah. to things happening? So when we worked in the nightclub chaplaincy, we'd always meet at my flat and we'd pray together and just pray that God would open up the right opportunities to speak with people. And then we would go out and be an expectant that God would answer our prayer. Um, so, yeah, just many times if people just say something and then um, 
I, I just catch on and, I, and I, that just opens an opportunity to be able to share about God with that person, engage in conversation. Um, like just the other day when it was torrential rain a few weeks ago, this man walked in and was like, oh, it's very biblical. And I was stood right next to him and I was like, oh, what's biblical? Um, and he was like, the rain. And I was like, oh. And I was like, how? And then he just explained and I said, are you a Christian? He was like, no. Um, but then that opened up an opportunity for me to talk with him. Because, so he was thinking about Noah's Ark and yeah. the Never I just I, well, honestly he wasn't a Christian I just honestly felt that was God just opening up that opportunity like God can speak through anyone can't he so it was like yeah God can always open up opportunities as long as we're willing to yeah the, yeah. the, the other thing that you share with me was I think it was going back to your fusion days you know in the uh, in the early days of some of the work that you were doing with the chaplains uh, but you were saying that people had shared with you that when they were dancing out there that they felt a presence yeah that was like being high <laughs> on spiritual drugs only of course it wasn't spiritual <laughs> drugs it was the Holy Spirit yeah um yeah, so I set up a club worship event, um, which was incorporating the creative arts, dancers, DJs, Christian-led, but for open for everyone. Um, and yeah, there was one girl who had been exploring faith for about three weeks, and she said that her experience there far outweighed her experience on drugs, raves in Ibiza because she really encountered God on the dance floor. That's that's so encouraging. For you to hear that, it must have been really encouraging. Yeah, that yeah. sparked like a much bigger vision in my heart for the transformation of the night scene in Bournemouth. I know that your vision, your heart's desire is to see a centre right here in our own community, but a centre for healing yeah, uh, and, also, and also for a community. Yeah. Tell us a wee bit more about that. You know, how, how do you see that? Um... <clears throat> So my experience in the night scene, um, many, many times people tell me that they're broken, that they're lost, they don't know what they're doing with their life. Um, and yeah, I just witness it all the time. Um, and with the, going back to the dissertation and the key findings about creative arts and how that's a way that the younger generation loves to engage with life. Um, there's also the other element, which is community, where people love to em- be embraced into a community that loves them unconditionally. So it's not just about loving people to come to know God, but it's loving them for who they are. Um, <coughs> and yeah, the community centre is right in the centre of Bournemouth. This is something that you want to see birthed. Yeah, which I believe will come to pass <laughs> um but yeah so it's it's for community so it's creating a a hub of um like live arts and music but also a place of open space for people to come in and to receive um prayer or counseling um there's a thing called sozo there's lots of different ways that people can become healed um so yeah an open space for people to receive like deep inner healing which is so essential as well as a place of prayer going out to serve um young adults in the night scene and community where people can come and enjoy like live music and that type of thing now this isn't just something that rachel has dreamed up in her head this is something that you believe god has talked to you yeah about 
leading, of course, to a passion. When you first told me about it, you were passionate. You could hardly contain uh, <laughs> yourself. But, of course, obviously, realising a dream uh, is, is a journey, isn't it? Yeah. Where are, where are you on that journey right now? Are you vision casting? Are you... How do you see a um, thing being birthed? Currently setting up a charity, so a CIO. Uh, we're naming it the Soul Centre, um, and yeah, so I'm setting it up because I need to be able to raise money to be able to make it happen. So, if there's any really wealthy people here <laughs> that that would share your vision, well, Richard would love to hear from you. Yeah, but, but you want people with a heart, don't you? Yeah. What else do you need? Well, obviously, we'll need volunteers and the right people with the right experience and the skill set. So people, you know, Christian counsellors, people who are trained in SOZO, people who are creative, like you could serve in so many different ways. Yeah. So if you've been listening to the programme this morning and, you, and something that Rachel has shared has sort of touched your heart, then obviously she'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can reach her through me. So if you drop me a line, then I can connect you uh, to her. That'll be fine. That's Blair C at HopeFM uh, uh, com. Uh, and of course, we're going to do another programme, aren't we? And, and involve more people sort yeah. of that, uh, you know, uh, and that will be on my Community Now programme probably in August sometime. But just now, let's have your, your final piece of music for now, which is Lincoln uh, Brewster, The Power of Your Love. Why this one? Um, I really felt... We often sing in church that um, like God's kingdom come on the earth. And I often feel like when I'm at church, it's, it's a spiritual experience, which is very, very important. But it kind of, this song made me think of how that would be made manifest on the earth in a practical way about going out and loving people and what that really looks like. Let's have a listen to the song. And thank you for being my guest and look forward to next time, Rachel. Thank you. This is Hope FM.